Blog Talk Radio. Another edition of Rungan Radio. What an exciting show we're going to have for you tonight because we get to talk about the much long awaited Utopia reunion. Todd Rungan's Utopia, they're calling it, but this is mostly the four set that was known as Utopia. Only missing Roger Powell, who was replaced by none other than Ralph Shuckett, who is a great keyboard player, as we know, and has been a member of Utopia. Todd Rungan's Utopia, that is. Early on, Mark II. So there you go. You're going to have Utopia. If you are not in the loop, Cruiser Mel, what do they need to do immediately if they have just now heard this? <laughs> well, they probably should go and see if they can secure some tickets because uh, all the show, almost all the shows, I believe, went on sale today. So check out either uh, your local Ticketmaster venue or future-beat.com. They have all the dates there and all the information about whether you want VIP front row or just VIP or just a regular ticket. Um, these shows are doing really well. So uh, the ch- the tour starts almost tomorrow, basically, April 18th, and it goes through June 5th, at least as far as we know. So... If you have to go and it goes, uh, buy your t- it goes later now. than that. The last, the last show's in uh, Portland on July the twelfth, I think. And there's a, a if you're on Ticketmaster, you got to go to other countries if you want to look at the one in Toronto. Okay. And if you haven't bought tickets yet, you need to go to uh, Ticketmaster and use the code FanUtopia, mm-hmm. which is. F A N U T I A. Yep, all caps. I'm going to go double check that Portland date real quick, cruising man, while we're talking. But uh, this is just put Todd Rungren in. It'll pull up this Todd Rungren's Utopia. You'll see the picture of the foursome that's going to do this. Again, it's, it's Willie Wilcox. Yes, in case you haven't heard. <laughs> Even though we say this, people ask, does that mean Willie? Absolutely, it does. Uh, Portland, Oregon is June the 12th. Um, oh, June. June 12th. And then. That's the United States. Other country, the one in Toronto is May the 16th, so that's actually early, Toronto, Ontario. That's the only one outside of the country. No U.K., sorry, folks, uh, nowhere else. Uh, tonight, we're going to try to have uh, some special guests, maybe some people calling in. We'll see. We definitely have Mr. Bricker will be calling us later to talk about his project. We're going to be talking about our project tonight, too. Mm-hmm. And 
All kind of good stuff, Cruiser Mail. Very exciting news. It is exciting, and this is all hot on the heels of the Chasm Sultan's Utopia shows that just wrapped up a week or so ago. And you want to explain to people what uh, a big question has been, oh, did Todd just want to see how Chasm's Utopia sold before he made this decision? <laughs> yeah, that's the theory. Um but it's not no. based on reality. <laughs> no. If your own saw uh, Rex Dodd's son, of course, commented on that today, not in a negative way, just saying that's not how it happened. Uh, these these shows, these Utopia shows, are in 1,500 and up venues. Chasm sold out Sellersville Theater, Iridium, and Daryl's, which are 200, 250. Not there's anything wrong with that. That's fantastic. But that the correlation there, if you look at it, the it's not even in the ballpark, but I'm going to tell you um, a little story real quick. And <laughs> gather around, this. children. <laughs> gather around, you. We've been talking about this for a while, but it seems that it went over people's heads, and I get it. There's always been this chatter about Willie and Todd not getting along, and that they'd never tour together, and all this kind of stuff. And there may be some issues between them at some point just like there probably has been between them and Chasm and, and him and Roger and him and everybody else. I mean, who knows? But the the tour not happening had nothing to do with Todd and Willie over the last few years. They looked at this several years ago. We made an offer, and they considered it, and they considered doing a tour. And I know this because I talked directly to Todd about it one night. They actually had started booking gigs and had venues interested in this and then Roger couldn't do it or wouldn't do it. I don't know what the story is on that uh, completely because I never talked to Roger about it, but it all fell apart because Roger couldn't get off work or Roger couldn't tour because of his hands or whatever the reason is. Todd said on the interview uh, that was released today that Roger doesn't want to do the whole touring thing. So this has been looked at long before Chasm has started talking about doing his shows, and it just didn't pan out a few years ago, and it didn't get revitalized because Chasm was doing it this year. They've been talking about this for a while. We've known about this for a while because we got lucky we found out, and we were working on getting a gig. We hoped to start the tour, but we could not find venues in the two cities, actually three cities that we were considering, and those were the only places we were considering. So once that didn't work out, we decided that we would throw a party in Cleveland. Um, sweet. And just, you know, surround ourselves around a couple of, of these gigs versus doing one ourselves, which um, if you've heard any different um, from anyone, uh, there is a fan blowhard that tries to convince people we can't do gigs anymore. It's not the case. We were in negotiations to do one of these. But I will say this, just for future reference, and then we'll get into more about stuff besides Rungan Radio. Um, we're not going to do any gigs as long as this VIP thing continues. So it it doesn't it goes against what we were doing and, and what we like doing. And so we're not necessarily opposed to Todd doing it if that's what he wants to do and it helps him pay for these tours or whatever. It's just not what we want to do. Because then we can't really control the tickets and help people get great seats, and then you know um, it holds our seats hostage for a while. 
if nobody buys them. It's just too much. So, I mean, we also had a lot of hassle from the one in South Bend when we did do it, when we tried it. So we may not ever do another Todd gig. If we do, it'd probably be a one-off, something that, you know, we made an offer and he agreed to it, and that way it wouldn't be, you know, um, have somebody else meddling in it and, and telling us that we got to do VIP. So that is something you need to know. You may see less gigs, maybe no more from us. <laughs> but speaking of gigs and Chasm Sultan, we know Chasm would probably like to take this tour out, and we'd like to be a part of that. So that's something we can do. And there's other things we can do. We can do parties, and we can do this restoration project we're going to talk about and other things. So just to be in the loop, that's what's going on with us, and that's why we don't have a show. And if you're wondering, the Cleveland shows, we're not promoting those. This is um, – Live Nation and Sirius XM have these shows. Now, there's good news about that. That is that that means money's involved in this, and that means that the show will be big. It, I would imagine, uh, just think something like Liars or the New Cars. You're going to have a stage. Uh, you're going to have something nice. It's not going to be them in jeans and T-shirts. This is going to be a full-blown big tour. Okay. So, ready. <clears throat> That's going to be the cool thing about it. Uh, let's see. So again, tickets are on sale. Go to Ticketmaster.com, and the pre-sale code is F A N U T O P I A. Also on that, I know people. This is this was pretty weird that they went on sale today after the announcement today. From our understanding, the original plan was for this to be announced Monday, and then because of the holiday, they decided to delay it. And I guess that meant the computers and everything else couldn't change. Now. Is that how we would have done it? No. Does it make it wrong? No. That's just the way they did it, and it is what it is. So at least you well, don't it have sure to was a scramble this morning, but I, I think everybody has sort of simmered down now. Yes, uh, hopefully so. There's still tickets available, and there'll be, you know, eventually people who will be out trying to sell their tickets. So it was a mess, but you know, you don't have to go to bed at night worrying about Friday or Saturday getting your tickets. <laughs> <laughs> So um, hopefully we were helpful today. I thought Jill was um, got our email. We sent a newsletter out as soon as we could do it early this morning. Uh, we posted on our page after uh, they did on the Todd Runger Facebook page. So we did all we could to try to get the word out. We're still trying to do that because some people apparently still don't know, and we're still getting asked what the pre-sale code is. So now you know, and, and it's all tickets. It's not just VIP. There may be some they're holding that they may release later. If you didn't like what, if you don't like what you got, I would check back every now and then. And if the VIP tickets don't sell, they'll release those a week or so before the show. But they were moving pretty damn good, Cruiser Mail. Yes, sir. I know. So. I was having stuff. trouble with my computer this morning because it's uh, more than a minute old. <laughs> and I just sat and watched seats disappear in, in front of me on the Dallas show. So uh, luckily I, it was a I, mess. Got, I got exactly what I wanted, though. So it's good. And that's another thing is that these these shows are going to be in nice large venues so you should have your choice if you're not you know one of those front row joes that you can you know move around uh you know go go stage left go stage right go balcony mezzanine whatever wherever you like yes that's right the big big nice venues in some cases nice theaters and so it's a big deal big tour I think they're going to market it a fair amount, Live Nation, and, and serious with more stuff. You know, they had the YouTube today. There's already a poster out and a photo. Um, you know, this is just getting started, and 
at least the Cleveland show, that's the one I focused on the most today, was doing pretty damn good for a first day uh, quick announcement. So, yeah, this, uh, Susie's mentioned the Chicago Theater. Uh, it has to be me. It's That's a really nice theater. That's going to be a, a great one, of course, for those folks. And uh, the Mahaffey in, in St. Petersburg, they've had Todd multiple times. Everybody knows that one. That's a great theater. Really good things. Obviously, we wish we could have put it in Akron. That would have been a great way to start the tour, but this one's over our heads. <laughs> this is bigger than, than uh, Rungard Radio. When we were doing shows and when we started, there was, a, in our opinion, I would argue there was a need for it, and now there's really not. Uh, there's other people taking care of it, and it's all good. we got other things we can do. Uh, let's see. Party, yeah, let's talk about the party. So we are having a party. And just well, outside of Cleveland, up. Ohio. That's right. But hey, before we do that, I mean, I do want to. I'm gonna do a little. I don't know. I hate to say it. Kind of. I don't know. Heart to heart lecture, whatever you want to call it. I think Mel can get in on this with me. There, there's been a little bit of negativity because Roger's not on this tour, and some people complaining. Uh, so Mel and I, as some of you know, we kind of did some other shows. We had our own promotions and we promoted some other bands. And I can tell you and plus being a concert goer, if you're paying any attention, there are a ton of bands from this era that do not have original members or have many original members. You can't go see bands like Foghat and see the real singer. You can't go see Foreigner in Boston and see the real singers, typically. Uh Journey there's uh, 80s bands are lucky they have maybe one i know y'all don't care about that but flock seagulls one original member motels one original member it's it, i could go on and on and on about this the fact that they've been able to pull off three out of the four plus a person that was in a version of utopia and has played on stage before with willie and todd and chasm for that matter and that's right it's impressive well, it's basically three and a half members then. And I can tell you this about Ralph. He doesn't look like Roger. He doesn't have a guitar, and it's different. But a very talented keyboard player in the know told me today that Ralph may be the best key player that's been associated with Todd. Now, keep in mind, Roger also did. But Ralph is no slouch. <laughs> These are going to be good shows. And I can tell you this, too. I know this, too. They will be rehearsing for a long time, over a week. So it's not going to be a situation where they just get up there and start wailing on everything. So I know that to be true, too. So there you go. Now let's get into our party. How about it? Now, How about it? Now, granted, this everybody, is, uh, this, our party is not uh, a pre-show party before the very first gig. No, absolutely not. But it is before the Cleveland gig. So it would be Friday, May 18th, just outside of Cleveland. And we're going to start selling tickets pretty soon. It's going to be the Embassy Suites in Independence, Ohio. There is a group hotel code. Uh, what, what is it? R R X I. Yes. Uh, hang, hang, hang on. Oh shoot. Um, 
Uh, we just had a caller I think we needed to take. But um, anyway. Uh, Hotel code. What is RRX or RRXI? I'm not sure which one works. <laughs> it was confusing because I think when you called in, it was one, and if you didn't, it was the other. So sorry about that. Okay. We've been at this hotel before. Um, so we, we know Aboard we know it's you. a good place, yeah. And we will have, uh, obviously, we will have some hors d'oeuvres and some cake and cash bar. And we will have live entertainment as well. Yeah. We're going to have Secret Society and some special guests. I don't know if you want to go ahead and announce who that might be. Although I believe he put it out there anyway. Oh, special guest, yeah, j Um Hang on, I'm going to go do something so... I don't know it's about the party. I'll be right back. Yeah, uh, John Pohida is going to be uh, sitting in ever so often with this Secret Society, guys. And Secret Society is a band made up of fans who, uh, I'm trying to think if it's, it's not all of them, but many of them, most of them, all met each other out in California oh, six, seven years ago at the My Record Fantasy Camp. And they're all very capable players, and they're they've uh, got just killer keys, killer drums, singer. Um, the guitar player Daniel is coming up from Brazil, and like I said, we're going to have J. Poe. We're going to have some other singers that will step in to sing a song or two. You know all these people. You've seen them before. It's all your good friends, of course. Yep, and we'll have some uh, stuff in and play different instruments and whatnot. I got a call, mm-hmm. Let's just check this is right quick. I'm not sure who this is. Nine one seven, you're with us. Oh, are you talking to me? I am. Who's this? Yeah, um, I want to know um, about the uh, Utopia <laughs> store. <laughs> you need uh, to know the pre-sale code. Uh, <laughs> no, I want to know how I can. Um, <laughs> no, I'm not even going to say it. Hi, guys. You just How missed you? Utopia. There's three good shows, and you missed them all, man. <laughs> yeah, I was busy. I was busy doing my own Utopia shows. Yeah, we're all awesome, man. By the man. way, Chasm, that show was spectacular. What oh, fun so I had! No, I'm so glad you got a chance to see it. I really am. Thank you. Me too. Me too. Awesome. Everybody seemed to have a real positive take on it, and. We all felt like we were in our late teens, early twenties again, and oh, it was way too much fun. I wish I wish that you could get to do some more gigs because I'd I'd love to be part of that and get to see it again. Well, you know, um, I will, I, I will, but I think that uh, given the the events of the last you know couple of months, I mean, obviously, I knew about uh, about the Utopia tour that we had uh, we had started talking about this in um i guess it was november uh yeah it was november that we that we decided that we were going to do it um but obviously until all the uh all the the t's were crossed and the i's dotted uh there was no point in in mentioning it to anyone and then when it became a reality uh it was hush hush you know you can't say anything don't spoil the the surprise blah 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 but i i i booked i booked my shows 
back in uh, in September, uh, actually late August, early September. So there was absolutely no talk of a utopia reunion um, back then, uh, and it wasn't like I said, it wasn't until November that we that we made a, a formal decision to do it. Mm-hmm. Okay, so let's let's back up for a second because I just told people. I I know y'all looked at doing this a few years ago and then Roger just couldn't do it so it fell apart. Yeah. So this uh-huh. this well some it, people it, it think didn't fall that because apart. It, it, it it didn't fall apart it just never came together. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but you, well, but y'all were y'all were talking about it and it was getting pretty close. Uh yeah, we, uh, we had all agreed that we that you know it, it might be a good idea if if schedules didn't conflict and everybody everybody said yeah we we would like to do this. But unfortunately, because Roger couldn't, um, it became um, it became a moot point. Okay, so some people believe that y'all decided to do this, or maybe Todd started talking about doing this because your shows were doing so well. That's uh, you... I, I don't th- I don't think one. I, I'm not sure that one had anything to do with the other. Um, I, I mean, yeah, my shows did real well out of the gate. Um, mm-hmm. But they didn't go on sale until October fifteenth, and by October fifteenth, we kind we knew that we were doing this. We was we knew that we were doing the Utopia tour. So, um, so I don't think. So, that, how did it just come out of the blue? Man, has it had something to do with this box set? Maybe where did the idea originate from? That all of a sudden, after all these years, we're going to get this band together and we're just going to go out without Roger. Well, you know, I mean, I don't, I, I really don't like to, I, I don't want to take any credit for anything that I, that I don't deserve. Um, and I certainly don't, um, I don't want to, I, I don't want anybody to think that, that, that I had anything to do with Utopia getting together, other than the fact that I'm probably the only one out of the four of us that has consistently said, you know what, wouldn't it be great if, <laughs> Wouldn't it be nice if? Wouldn't it be special if? Um, and, you know, and everybody's like, yeah, well, you know, maybe. Who knows? I don't know. So Todd's, Todd's constantly busy doing other stuff. You know, I mean, but, uh, in the last seven years, he's, he's between his his own tours and Ringo. He's been busy constantly through the year. Um, and, uh you know, Willie has a great job out in Las Vegas at Scientific Games, uh, and he's he enjoys his work there. Um, I'm con- I'm I'm busy with well, if it wasn't Blois the Cult, it's now it's Don Felder, and then Todd, and then my solo projects. So everybody's com- everybody's really really busy all the time. I just think that uh, you know I I I pushed for it to happen on the 40th anniversary. And that's when, when we, we, we had the conversation with Roger and Roger decided that no, he really couldn't do it. Um, Mm. but I just think that, you know, things happen when they happen, you know, it's, uh, there's no, not not necessarily any rhyme or reason why they happen when they happen. Um, it's just, that's, that's when we decided to do it. Um, you know, I, I I am the squeaky wheel, though. I will say that I am I am the guy that always says, Gee, you know, we really should do it. We, it would it would be good. You know, let's do it for the kids. You know, do it. Yeah. Do it for I the children. That, that uh, 
you've wanted to do and I'm, I'm sure, I know Willie's wanted to do it as well for a while I think it's just uh it's great that it's finally come together and of course obviously it's unfortunate Roger can't do it but that doesn't mean it shouldn't yeah. carry on and that Ralph won't be a great addition for this tour yeah Ralph would I be mean, great Ralph is a, he's a wonderful he's a, a brilliant keyboard player and uh and you know and there is history there and that makes a lot of sense to have Ralph do it um but uh it it it, it would be it would be great if Roger could maybe um, come in for a show here or a show there and make a special appearance. Um, but who knows, you know, who knows if that'll happen or if it won't. Yeah. Right. Well, the, the, I mean, for the hardcore fans, I think most of them can figure it out. Even though it's called Todd Runger's Utopia, the same name in 2014, this seems like it would be focused more on the, Days of the four-piece Utopia. I'm sure they may. You know, I would guess y'all may add some of the prog rock, but the 2014 tour is almost all prog rock, with the exception of "Set Me Free." Um, this one, uh, we're we're kind of thinking will be Wait a second. more of. We did, in 2014, we did "Set Me Free." Oh, you did the. the uh, I'm sorry, you did it at the Highline Ballroom. We did. Remember that with Moogie? Yeah. No. You did "Set Me Free." Oh. Yes. Oh. Well, all right. I'm gonna send you a video. Gone, so. <laughs> I, I believe you. I believe. I believe but basically, you. the 2014 tour was prog rock all the way. This one, yeah. people are going to be expecting to hear more of the music from Raw and Up. Um, I, I but I know y'all don't have a set list because I have hard thoughts it on the internet. <laughs> Excuse me. So I'm not asking you to give that up. Just say it. Just make um, it a commentary. Yeah, I, I think that I, I think that 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 in all fairness, the show will probably run the gamut of. Uh, of utopia material from the the first record to the last, because simply oh, cool. because Ralph is there too. Mhm. You know. What about uh, I don't man we don't want to give it away, but uh, I'm assuming with Live Nation and Serious back in this, y'all gonna have a pretty big stage. Stage uh, presence. It's gonna be a big production. It's gonna there's, there's gonna be a lot of uh, a lot of production, uh, uh, a lot of video to accompany the show. Um, and, uh, you know, we're, uh, we're in, we're discussing it right now, exactly what it be, what it's going to be. I don't know if it's going to be as elaborate or, or uh, along the same lines of, um, white night, the first white night tour that we did in back in April, but, um, mm-hmm. it certainly will be, uh, will be, there will be a lot of production on this tour. Well, I hope you're not behind the screen this time. <laughs> If I'm behind the screen, then Todd is too. Okay. <laughs> That's fair. Because this is a band. Yeah. Uh, unlike unlike previous tours that I've done with Todd without Utopia, you know, it's that's those are Todd shows and this is a Utopia mm-hmm. show. So mm-hmm. um so yeah, it, it, it I everybody's really excited about it. Everybody is uh, I'm and I'm talking about the band. Uh, everybody mm-hmm. is really looking forward to uh, playing together and uh, um, and getting back on uh, on stage together and, and playing the songs that you know were such a big part of our lives, uh, you know, in the seventies uh, and eighties. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, speaking of of uh, being exciting, it's uh, there's been commentary, and I I get it, but I'm, I still haven't been able to figure it out. The photo that they're using on Ticketmaster and everything, yeah. we were told was a recreation of something. I think it may have been from Oops. Is that? Do, 
Can you kind of tell me what that is exactly? If that was a copy of something that I've done before, I, I haven't I haven't seen the photo that you that you that you're talking about. Um, uh, is it, right. Are we in uh, are we in white t- white t-shirts and je- and black jeans? No, no, no. Will is looking uh, kind of sideways up. Ty's next to Todd. Todd's yeah, got a check uh, shirt I've on. Seen, you got a jacket I've, on. Yeah, I've seen that photo. I've I, I have seen that photo. Um, but that that's no the oops wrong planet photo was the uh that was the one where we were we all looked like <laughs> like we were we were recovering from Maybe, huh? you know from something i don't know somebody in the nose um, or somebody but, said that it was a recreation we're trying to figure out what is a recreation of but that's all right no Maybe. no no that 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 photo that's on ticket on the ticketmaster amazon and uh facebook site that is not a recreation of anything uh and that was taken that was taken around New we Year's Eve that. over in uh the twenty I believe it was the twenty seventh of um of January. I mean of of December, I'm sorry. We did that well, that photo shoot and the interview on the twenty seventh. Well how hard how hard was it for you to keep this in while you were doing your Utopia shows? Especially <laughs> when everybody's <laughs> asking, Is Utopia ever gonna get back together? <laughs> um you know, it wasn't it wasn't hard at all because um, I, I I was I was so um, kind of focused on on my shows. I mean, I had you know 18 Utopia songs to teach to four other musicians, <clears throat> and I had a lot of help from from my my uh, my writing partner Tony Demito. Um, but uh, but there, there was uh, there was a tremendous amount of work involved in putting that show together uh, and teaching everybody the songs, background vocal parts, and then the incidental stuff of like okay, um, you know rehearsals and stuff. We had like five rehearsals, four four rehearsals, um, and uh, so uh, my my work was cut out for me. I didn't really. Um, I, I didn't really have any time to uh, to entertain, you know, like, oh, how am I gonna, how am I gonna keep a straight face when people ask me, is Utopia getting back together again? Um, yeah. So it, it wasn't that it wasn't that difficult, really. Hmm. Well, you've been you you've had to answer that for so many years. I guess it's just kind of. Yeah, well, uh, I'm, I'm I'm used to the answer, <laughs> you know, to the stock answer of, of you never know. Uh, and uh, see, that would be nice, but no plans on it. Um, and I guess I just had to say that for another couple of months until we announced, or uh, until once I knew that it was definitely happening. It was only a matter mm-hmm. of two two months before we uh, or before I had to say, okay, well now I got to lie, <laughs> which I didn't there really like doing. Yeah. Well, the you know they. I, we get it. That's your shows are so good. They, they it's got to go back out once this. You know, Todd goes to his next thing, and yeah. Willie goes back to work. Uh, at some yeah. point, four people should see that show. Three's not yeah, enough. I, you know, I uh, I I would love to do more this year, um, but I don't know that. Uh, I don't. I think it might be a little too soon. Um, so I might yeah. wait until the beginning of next year. And we're already talking to some venues uh, in um, in New York and Cleveland and actually Chicago about doing of course. it. Of um, 
early next year. I think that's that's probably enough time will, will have passed. Um, but I just don't want to I don't want to inundate people with utopia. <laughs> Again, <laughs> well, they got Podstock this show, year. We got this tour. Yeah, it's a lot going on. Yeah. Uh, so you know you got to give people a chance to catch their breath and put a little bit more money in the bank and because uh, it's yeah. not it's it's not cheap going you know when when people are flying from from the uh, from Scotland to to come see my show and you know Mel's got to come from Dallas and you got to come from Birmingham and it's mm-hmm. uh, it's always something so uh, <laughs> I want it to be as, as special the next time that I do it as it was this time. I think I was going to say, I think that's smart to, to hold off till, you know, early next year. And I'm pretty sure, though, I am having trouble. I can't get in the chat room tonight, but I'm pretty sure when you mentioned Cleveland and Chicago just a minute ago that you just made a whole lot of people very happy. Yeah. And, <laughs> uh, you, you know, uh, I'm, uh, I will probably change up the set list. I probably won't do the same show. I'll probably, you know, uh, do do things a little differently next time. But I had a great time doing those shows. They were a lot of fun, um, and uh, everybody was great. And just seeing seeing the audience, I remember um, at the Iridium, uh, you know, the tables uh, of, of people jumping up and down, and and just they couldn't have been happier listening to those songs again because really. They haven't been played in thirty, almost thirty years. You know, a lot of this, a lot of that material hasn't been played by, by any, any, any of the original members. My, uh, I mean, there are certain songs that Todd does occasionally when he does a greatest hit show. Every once in a while, we'll do Love in Action, or we certainly do One World a lot. Um, but there are a couple others that that I. I purposely stayed away from doing because they're done uh they've been done over the years so Mm -hmm. i tried to keep it to songs that people haven't heard in a long time now clear something up with me because i had a i i think i had must have misunderstood when you were on our radio show a few months ago talking about those gigs um i was expecting the set list to be only songs that you had previously sung the lead on that uh-huh. you happened to like, but you sang some songs that that Todd had originally sung lead on. So someone tried to explain to me that it was just your basically your favorite songs. Is that true? Yeah, um, a, a, a lot of the uh, the song selection was songs that um, that I took a shine to over the years and. Uh, uh, on whether we played them live or not, I just they were just songs that I enjoyed uh, being a part of. So yeah. when it came time to put the show together, um, I said, "Well, <clears throat> I could I could keep it to just the songs that I have um, I've sang, but that kind of narrows it down a little bit, and it also it doesn't give the fans." Um, Enough of a enough variety, I thought. Like, like if I was a fan, and I went to see one of the guys in a band that I was particularly fond of, um, I'd want to hear, you know, I didn't. Yeah. Want, I, I wouldn't want to hear just the songs that they performed on. I'd want to hear songs that the band did. So that's why I did stuff like Caravan, uh, 
Um, mm-hmm. You make me crazy. Feet don't fail me now. Stuff like that that Roger sang. Fix your gaze that Todd sang. Yeah, you know, I, love it. I wanted I that wanted to spread it out. Yeah. yeah, I'll tell you my my the highlight for me personally was was when you sang Monument. That was great. Yeah. Nice yeah, yeah, surprise yeah. there. Nice. And somebody said mm. I I saw a, a Facebook posting that somebody said that was the last song that we recorded as a band. Um and I want to say he's probably right. And I just found <laughs> that very interesting. That's, that kind of uh, makes yeah. it sad. Oh. Yeah, it kind of makes it a little sad, but but it was a good, it was a good song for me to do live for sure. Yes, yes. Uh, it's great. These fans don't miss much. They got they know everything. They uncover it all, man. So I got a question. Speaking of fans from the chat room, and I've tried to tell them the answer, but they don't listen to me because I bet I know it. But they want to know if there's a chance that y'all might do like the Highline Ballroom shows and have an extra keyboard player or singers stuff like that. Uh, there's no plan on that right now. Um, there is no uh, nothing planned other than the dates that start on I think it's April 17th. 18th and goes to the, the 18th, April 18th, and goes to June yes. 5th. Those are the only shows that we are doing. Uh, it's there actually are no June. There's a late one in uh, Portland that was June the tw- what do we say, Mel? The 12th or something like that. Yeah, June the 12th is- in Portland. No. Yeah. Uh, I. I is that on the list? Yeah, it's on Ticketmaster. I'm looking at it right now. Really? Unless the date's supposed to be the 12th? second, which would make more sense because you're in Seattle on the first, but it says the 12th on Ticketmaster. Let me see what the website uh, I says. I think that might be. Uh, that it might says be June wrong. 2nd on the website. Yeah, it says June 2nd on the website. Ticketmaster has it yeah. June 12th. Okay, yeah, that's we got it. to tell Ticketmaster they got it wrong. So June 2nd, people. Hope you didn't buy tickets thinking it was June the 12th. <laughs> we misled you, but that's what it says yeah, right there, I'm looking at Ticketmaster. There's just too many too many moving parts in this thing to make it more complicated than it already is. Yeah, uh, tell me about it. You know, yeah. we have uh, we have a we have a large crew. We have a bigger crew than we had on White Night when we went out in April. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, there's uh, there's a lot more production. Willie has you know this this is a two set show, so we're gonna do ha- you know. A, um, um, a, an hour and fifteen, an hour to an hour and fifteen, and then uh, there's, there'll be a twenty-minute intermission, and then we do the second hour to an hour and fifteen after that. So wow. it's going to be a long show. That's excellent. I don't think you might be complaining yeah. about that too much. No, so we can get a lot of material in, and uh, you know, keep everybody everybody interested and, and at the edge of their seats. Well, what else can we expect that maybe, um, if you know, you know, some more of the, what other kind of promotional materials may be coming out that y'all did back there in December? Is there anything else? You know, there gonna be any video DVDs of this or yes. uh, more there interviews you got lined up yeah. or you've already done for newspapers and stuff? Is anything else coming out? Um, you know, that's a good question. I don't, I, I, I haven't really looked at the press schedule uh, to see what's going on with that. Um, I do know that there will be a live album and the DVD. Ooh, I don't know where I'm going to. Ooh, I like it. I don't know where that's going to be recorded. Mm-hmm. Um, what show that they're planning? They're planning on filming and recording, but there, uh, there definitely will be uh, a package available sometime after the tour. 
Uh, oh, you know, cow. I'm, I'm kind of I'm I'm talking a little out of school right now, but I do know <laughs> that that that's something that we definitely um, uh, we're definitely going to do a, a, a live album and a DVD. How could we that not? That is awesome. We have to do that. I agree with you 100. percent So we got to tell yeah. you about a little side project we got. We haven't got to talk about yet on the show, but uh, we started today. <laughs> we are going to try to restore. Maurice the Sphinx from the Raw Tour. Yeah. It's in pretty bad shape. Okay. And then yeah. have it brought to our party in Cleveland area May 18th. Where are you going to put it? And then we'll invite you to come over and check it out because yeah. it'll be pretty badass if we get it in there. It'll, it'll be – well, it might be. If if it all happens, it'll it'll be at our party in a, a hotel ballroom. It, you, don't you? It's it's kind of like only one side of the coin. You really need the pyramid there too. Ugh. The pyramid <laughs> we've been to without Maurice, so you know, we gotta we got we know where it is. We gotta get Maurice back alive, and then maybe one day we could take yeah. it out there to Boston. That thing's well, looks pretty you know, big. I, I I I think that's a that's a lovely idea, um, uh, and I wish you all the luck in the world. Thank you, sir. Uh, <laughs> but. Uh, and and if you do do it, if you do manage to restore it, because I I I think the last time I saw I, I saw something uh, I saw a paw, and it was like there was <laughs> like weeds go, growing through it, and uh-huh. it was just you know it was in pretty sad shape. Um, it's it's so we got we got some photos. We're we're looking at it. It's uh it's gonna require some serious restoration, but we we you know we got Chris is prepared to get her done. Yeah. Um, guys, hold on one second. My pizza is Sure. Good. No worries. <laughs> Anybody want to hey, call in, by the way, it's 467-169-262, or you can ask us something in the chat room. I'll see a bunch of you in there if you want to ask right, or you want to ask Kazma a question if you're scared to call. Because <laughs> I'm not yeah, sure how long um, he's going right. to be on. I'm good all to right. go. I'm good. I'm good. Um, all right, good, good, so, good. So, yeah, so Maurice, uh, Maurice, God, uh, that was that was a long time ago, man. That was, That's an important part of, of history, though, man, of utopia. It's an important part of utopia history, yeah, for sure. Yeah, we can't let that thing get that nasty and not ever restore it. Come on. Anyway, that's what we're going to do. We want you to come see it if we get it done. I think it'll be pretty amazing. People would get a kick out of it. We'll get photos with it and all that fun stuff, and then they can use it for other projects. Maybe take it out for a Chasm Salt and Utopia show. There you go. Yeah, that'll work. <laughs> for sure. Somebody wants to know if you're going to play – the Ankh bass guitar. No, I am not. That uh, that those guitars were burnt, were lost in a warehouse fire that we had um, right after the last record. Um, I, 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 it was right around the, the 1985-86, and uh, we uh, we had all of our uh, all of our equipment stored in, uh, in a warehouse up in Woodstock mm-hmm. and there was a fire and we lost, we lost everything. Todd lost, um, a bunch of master tapes that he had from, you know, mm. way back, a, a bunch of the master recordings for Utopia along with other stuff. Um, and so those guitars were, they're, they're gone. What about the Kramer bass? I don't have that anymore. Um, that, that's, it's one of those things where they're, they're like, you know they're like cars when when you when you finish you know when you put enough mileage on it you get rid of it there are some bases like like I still have 
my original Fender Precision bass that I used on Raw and that first uh, the first few tours. I still have that, um, and I'll, I'll probably never get rid of that one. Um, and I have a couple of other bases that I used in the early Utopia days. Uh, but I don't have that Kramer bass anymore. I wish I did. That was a pretty good bass. Hmm. No Kramer bass. All right. No Ankh, no Kramer, folks. You're just going to have to get whatever he brings. <laughs> yeah. Well, All right. Mike, Mike, now, Willie, has Willie, I mean, y'all have known about this for several months. Has Willie, you know, been getting back into the groove and loving it, or is he going to wait till y'all's rehearsals? Willie, or how's that going? I mean, Willie, he's not been playing Willie, a lot. Willie has been playing ever since we decided that we were going to do this. Willie's been playing every single day, and uh, he's he feels really good about it. And uh, uh, there's you know he's he plays along with all the records and uh, does his uh, does his due diligence <laughs> in getting his his uh his stamina back and uh yeah i don't uh, i i i i'm really looking forward to to working with willie again on uh, on that level on a a touring in a band you know on a bus stuff like that that's going to uh, be a lot of fun yeah it's going to be great the when y'all come out on stage people are going to go nuts i'm sure what about well you don't know the set list but i'm going to ask anyway cuz somebody's asking what no. about y'all possibly swapping up instruments like Todd on drums, Willie on bass, you on guitar? You see any of that maybe happening? Well, I think that um, I think that's probably not going to happen. I think that each one of us has enough work to do on our respective instruments with songs that. See, I have a little bit of a, an advantage over over everyone else that I've just done my three shows of nothing but utopia material. So <laughs> some of those songs will be in the set. Um, cool. But, but, uh, but everybody's like, Oh my God, I got to learn that again. Oh my God. I got to sing. I got to sing and play that at the same time. It's, it, it, it's a lot of work. Uh, and especially in a two and a half hour show, you know, it's more work than, than the four of us have, have done in a very, very long time. That's a long show. Yeah, yeah so that's... y'all are going to be all rehearsed up, and um, it's going to it's it's going to be oh, I can't wait. It's going to be. I mean, I keep remembering, you know, the that night in Akron before the first the Wizard of True Star show, and the the electricity in the air just when that that Morse code started, and then y'all stepped out from behind the curtains. It was so loud in there, we almost couldn't hear you guys playing the first song. <laughs> Really? Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Oh, you really? Mean, um, it's like when my brother, uh, my older brother took me to go to Cassidy when I was a kid, and I was 10 <laughs> and he was 20, and he said that you couldn't hear any any singing at all because it was just young girls screaming. <laughs> well, I don't think there's going to be a whole lot of that going on. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> Some uh, we're all more a, seasoned we're all ladies, a bit older. Yeah, we're not ten years old anymore. That's true. If anything, it's going to be mm-hmm. people say, "Turn it down. Mm-mm. It's too loud." <laughs> so no this two and a half hour deal. Did y'all sit together and say, "This is how we want to do it," or did Live Nation suggest it? I mean, that's that's taking on a lot. H- whose idea was that? Um, yeah, I was a kind of a group. Uh, it was a collective thing. I mean, I I think that we all looked at at the the amount of material that we felt would be appropriate to. Um, 
to satisfy uh, an audience that we haven't been in front of for you know 28 years, something like that. Um, mm-hmm. No, it's been longer than that. Uh, whatever, since 1980, I think 86 was the last shows we did. Um, or 85, something like that. I don't know. Somebody's going to correct me about that. I know. Um, <laughs> so, so we wanted to we wanted to cover as much ground as we possibly could because we don't know if we're going to do this again, uh, and we just wanted to make this as special as it possibly could be. Hmm. So, people have asked in, in on Facebook, and I'm, I'm going to guess another answer to this too, but my answer is irrelevant. Is there a possibility? that you guys could record something new? Uh, there's no plans for that, but you never know. We have no plans for recording any, any new material. Uh, but I will say um, that if this goes well uh, and, it, and we're, you know, we, we do these shows and they're successful and everybody plays nice and everybody gets along, um, there's no reason why we won't do it again. And if we wind up doing it again, um, maybe next time we do it, we, we have some new material to play. But at, wow, that'd be at, fun. at this point, there's, there's, at this point, there's, there's enough, uh, enough old material to cover everything. And, you know, I think that's what people want to hear first anyway. They want to hear the old, the old stuff. And it would be logical to assume that the set list isn't going to change much for each show since you got that much material no, to cover. No, once we once we get a, a, a once we finalize a set list, that's going to be the show from from start to finish. Okay, two and a half hours. I imagine that would be the case. Uh, yeah. All right. So, would it, it? What would y'all do in a situation if you wanted to play a song that Roger sang? Would you do that or just say skip? Uh, right now, there are no plans on uh, on playing songs that Roger. Um, that Roger sang. Um, so I think in, uh, you know, in, in deference to Roger, uh, we wouldn't, you know, kind of imagine that he was there and have somebody else sing his song. Um, so we're probably going to skip the Roger songs. Gotcha. Okay. So would there be a possibility, since it was such a big deal on the last tour, for Todd, costume changes, like maybe after the break, maybe some stuff that looks like the older Utopia? or I'm pretty sure there maybe. will be costume changes. Um, All right. There, there will be a, a, a first set, if you will, mm-hmm. uh, and a look for the first set and a look for the second set. Don't there spoil you it. There go, folks. Uh, that, that question I almost wish Doug had not asked, so I'm glad you answered <laughs> it like that. Well, I mean, wow. it would be kind of silly to, to – to you know, to not change clothes between shows, especially if there's an intermission. Yeah, Mel. There. Okay. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> so that's good. That's good. Um, let's see. So we got it. Let's see. One, two show. All right. So you got two shows, intermission, basically two and a half hours, costume changes, big production, live album, DVD, live album, DVD. Obviously, you'll be singing some songs. Willie will be yeah. singing some songs. So. Todd will be singing some yeah. songs. So that makes it nice. It won't be as uh, tough on y'all's voices than it, as it might be if if uh, well, there's a, you there's a tremendous so amount much. of backgrounds. There's a there's there's a huge amount of backgrounds in every single song. So 
And that was one of the problems that not problems, but that was one of the issues that I had with my shows was like the singing in the band. When I, when I go back and look at the YouTube, some YouTube videos, like the, the uh, live in, in Japan show that we, uh, that we filmed, um, we would just, you know, we sang really, really well together. The four of us sang really well. Those, there was no uh, computers back then. There was no augmentation. There was no, nothing on tape or anything like that. So we have to kind of recreate that. And that's, that's a lofty goal, you know, um, to put mm-hmm. all that stuff together and, and sound like that again um, is going to be uh, a lot of fun to do, to try and re- recreate. Sure, especially with a, a new, you know, singer as part of the foursome in a sense. Yeah, yeah. Well, Ralph is not really a lead singer, um, but he definitely sings, and he'll be he'll he'll be doing a lot of background parts. Very nice. Let's see. All right, Chasm, you got uh, All right. anything we're missing? Seems like we've covered uh, about everything there is so. for now. I mean, without getting you in any trouble. <laughs> uh no, I don't think I'm gonna I don't think I got myself in any trouble, but you never know. Um yeah. I'm always getting in trouble something or another. <laughs> um, um I just walked in the door and I definitely wanted to call and say hi. And thanks, thanks so both much. of you for coming. Thanks thanks both of you for coming to my shows and everybody else out there who uh who came uh, and uh, to one of the three shows that I did. It was really special and I really appreciate everybody. Wouldn't oh, miss it. I know they wouldn't either, and we hope that you do some more, regardless of how this pans out and how long yeah, it goes I on. Absolutely will. Absolutely. So excellent. All right. Well, good deal. Thanks All so right. much for calling in. It's important, and we're glad to hear from you. And it's very exciting news, Actually, and everybody's you know thrilled. What? I'll tell going you, on. I'll tell you what. Well, let's do this. Um, once we get into rehearsals, uh, I'll give you a shout from rehearsals one Tuesday night, and uh, I'll give you an up. I'll give everybody an update on how things are going. Excellent. <laughs> that would be pretty awesome. We'd take it. Absolutely, right. and, and I'll, I'll and certainly take some some photos. So you guys are rehearsing for like ten days or something? A little bit more, actually. We're, we're talking about probably you know uh, at least ten days, at least. Wow. wow. You know uh, what you should do? Uh, not like you don't have uh-oh. enough to do, but you need to bring back the backstage pass videos. You, you know that's not a bad idea. You know there what? You go. I'm going to take. I'm going to take that under consideration, and uh, and as long as as long as I'm not pulling my hair out by by the uh, by the first show, I will uh, I will I will re- revisit my backstage pass uh, videos. Oh, that would be awesome! Fun. Good news, right. breaking news, scoop. Okay. All right, man. Enjoy right, uh, the rest of your evening. Appreciate you giving us a call. All right, I'll talk to you guys later. Bye. Bye. Thanks. Congrats. All right, everybody. How well, that was that? a nice surprise. Good scoop. Yeah, we, I was afraid you were going to push him for too much scoop. Well, you know, we've got to try to get as much as we can anyway, so great job by Chasm. Yay! Yay! All right. I was hoping he'd call in, but I didn't think it was going to be that early, so he kind of threw me off my game. But, uh... I'm surprised some people didn't call in either and ask questions. We've got, of course, a lot in the chat room, but usually people are just dying to talk to the chasm man. Maybe because yeah. we didn't advertise he was going to be on. All right. So let's, now, I know. Uh, we're talking about the party. Um, okay. Right as he called in, and uh, I was talking about Secret Society, 
do you want to talk price for what the tickets are going to be as far as our party and transportation to the, the Cleveland show? Sure, we can get into that. The Mel had mentioned that you know we're going to uh, try. We probably will get Pohada there, and, and some of the fans will get up and mix it up with Secret Society. Secret Society is sort of the rhythm section or house band, if you will, for this thing. So there will be more players involved. If you're an, a musician and you've done that before want to get in on it, hit up uh, Bruce Whetstone probably be your best bet or Jamie Van Wert, and uh, we'll mix it up. It's going to be fun for everybody. Instead of doing multiple bands, we're just going to have one band that's going to play a long time and mix up players. So it's going to be good stuff, and we'll have the usual, you know, the laminates, the T-shirts, the cake, all the fun stuff. Big, big party, big party. And we got you a good deal on hotel room if you haven't got one already. Veronica uh, Moreno is your best contact. If you don't have her contact, contact me and or mail, Doug at RunglinRadio.com. So the we were kind of surprised today, not going to lie to you, that uh, – only one Cleveland show was announced. So there must be a reason for that, that they're delaying that, and we don't want to spoil that. And so since we know we're only talking to a handful of people and we're talking to the hardcores that, where it doesn't really matter, uh, that message is probably for the masses, whatever they're trying to do, and we got to continue with our party. So we'll put tickets up for sale tonight, and – just trust the process. We are going to continue to move forward as if there are two shows, Saturday and Sunday. So if you purchase uh, a ticket for Sunday and, we don't, and there's not a show for some reason, then you would get your money back. But well, when you're talking a about it, when you're okay, you're, you, you need to slow down just a little bit. We're right. going to have one price for people – who only want to go to our party. And then that we're going correct. to have, we're going to have one price for only people who want to go to our party and take one bus ride. And that would be a round yes. trip on round trip on Saturday, the 19th of May. There's a possibility correct. of a show on the 20th of May, a concert. So we will probably offer a party ticket and uh, bus tickets, round trip for one night or two nights, right? Yeah, so how we have it set up is this. You can get a party ticket only. You can get a ticket that we're calling all-in, where you get bus rides, round trip, and a party bus, by the way, the same one we used for the Agora shows in 2012. It was awesome. Uh, You will get round trip for Saturday and Sunday night for the all-in package. Or there are two packages where you get a ride on Saturday or you get a ride on Sunday. So if you're just going to go to one of the shows, then pick the correct one so we'll have a good head count, and you can do that. Or if you want to drive or Uber or do whatever, you can do that on your own. However, now that it's not – we know that it's reserved seating, we should have more bus participants because if it was going to be stand-up, we were worried about it because then it would have been people wanting to go at 8 a.m. or whatever. So, uh, you know, if you want to get in on that action, we got it. it's very affordable. The buses, by the way, the whole thing's very affordable. So, I'm going to post the link in the chat room if you want to go ahead and take a look. I'll put it in. I'm going to put it on the event page and on Facebook, but I'm not going to put it on the Rungan Radio page yet. We're going to wait. Um, 
again, we don't want to be big spoilers. We're going to tell you, and we know it's not everybody, so it's not as big a deal to prepare for a Sunday night activity. Uh, you're in the loop on that now. So if you want to go ahead and get your tickets, go ahead. If you want to wait, that's fine too. But we really, the sooner we know how many people are coming, the easier things get for us, I'll say that. And um, let's see. And the more we can do, the more people that come. So that would be nice. Yeah. And yeah. let's see. We've got tickets. We've got a future. Okay, so there's only one more thing I want to get out. So we got big plans we're hoping are going to work out. And based on the start, we're doing pretty good. This Sphinx project, which Chasm, I think, was kind of chuckling about. However, I think nobody, including me, maybe me more than anybody else right now, gets this because I love this idea. But I think when you see this thing refurbed and set up, it's going to blow people away, and then they're going to say, okay, I totally get this. When we went out to the pyramid, it's just a pyramid, people. And you would have thought we had arrived at the second coming of Jesus. People <laughs> loved it. Perfect day, great picnic, pictures galore. There's just something about it. And I'm telling you, this is going to be awesome if we can pull it off. So the plan is if we raise enough money for the restoration to bring it to Cleveland, to debut it at our party, and then Chris would take it back and put it somewhere safe instead of leaving it outside, and then we could use it or other people could use it for other events if they wanted to. So Now, if it's at our party, people can get their pictures taken with no it. No doubt. Yeah. Yeah. And anybody who performs, uh, if the if it works, it would be behind the bands. But it kind of depends on the height and different things. But we think we can make it work. So, as far as being behind the stage, so that would be cool for people that are performing. Or, and even if you're not, and you want to go on stage. Maybe we'll have a moment for people to do. That. <laughs> I don't know. But. Um, restoring this thing is cool. Jill said she saw it at camp. That's different. That's not like this restoration, and it wasn't set up, I don't think. Maybe it was. But anyway, congratulations, Jill. We need to get this done for historical purposes and for this party. So I think we um, – and if somebody wants to buy it, by the way, Chris be willing to sell it. If somebody wants to restore it at their home, it's kind of big. So um, if you can – Pitch in. If you can't, don't worry about it. This is a want, not a need. We get it. Everything else going on, we totally get it. But if you can pitch in a little bit, you know, if we had uh, a tiny bit of our Facebook page, people gave 10, 20 bucks, we'd be there already. So it's um, the goal is $6,000. And uh, that sounds like a lot until you see the pictures of Maurice. And then you, you got to truck it over, has to be set up by two people who's trucking it over. they got to be put up. they got to be fed. they got to sleep. Then they got to take it down. Um, there's a lot of stuff that goes into it. So it now, may even us, be more than that, but if it is. How we can how we can donate to this. All right. Uh, it's going to GoFundMe. So GoFundMe.com forward slash Sphinx, S-P-H-I-N-X dash restoration dash project. Uh, that link is available on our Facebook page, and we'll email it out at some point. But 
Thirsty Brewer says laser beams. I'm, it's funny that you mentioned that. The eyes will light up if this thing is set up. Whee! I'm telling you, it's going to be badass. Let's get her done if we can. It just takes everybody pitching in a little bit. That's all. Nobody's asking you for $1,000 or anything. We know you got Todd stock. We know you got everything else. So that's our big project. We want to get that done. Even if we don't, the party is going to be awesome. We already got a ton of people, it looks like, lined up for it. And it's very reasonable, 59 bucks to 99 bucks for uh, 99 for everything. Round trip, the party. I mean, it doesn't get much better than that. So, cruiser mail. That's all I got written down. Am I missing anything? No, that's really all I've got written down except for uh, we were expecting another caller. But I don't yes, we'll be talking to Bill in a minute. We've got to make sure we got everything covered because I want to make sure we didn't miss anything. Fan Utopia is a pre-sale code. Ticketmaster.com has all the tickets right now. Eventually, don't be surprised if some of those disappear because they, uh, if they're not Ticketmaster venues, they'll run them for a couple of days, and then they'll shift it to the venue. So don't panic if you didn't get tickets to, say, um, the Crest. And then all of a sudden, it's not on Ticketmaster. Just go to the Crest website. So that's how that works with the meet and greet and all that kind of mess. Um, the meet and greets are not having T-shirts this time, but they do have some merch. I think a poster and a kaleidoscope for some reason. Um, stuff like that. So uh, tour. It does, it does seem quite complicated. Even I was like, I can't, I can't figure this out. But um, it's a lot of meet and greet stuff. There's yeah. no doubt. And VIP. This and VIP that, but it basically just comes down to what you're willing to spend. Um, you know how close you got to be. All right. Uh, somebody's asking something about Willie. I don't know what. Uh, what's the question, Linda? Um, Willie Wilcox will be a part of this. <laughs> Willie, yeah. Ralph Shuckett, Todd, and Chasm are part of the Utopia tour. And as a reminder, the concerts in Cleveland are not promoted by Rungan Radio. It's Live Nation. We're just taking advantage of the situation, and we're going to have a party on Friday, and we're going to provide transportation to those gigs. You're on your own on tickets. However, Mel and I purchased a lot of tickets today for people who didn't get a chance. If you want a ticket, we bought the $55 tickets plus a fee of, I think, 16 bucks, and they are in the center section, number two, but they're back a little bit, like row T or something, I think. Um, we have some of those. Just email me, Doug, at com or hit me up on Facebook. And we'll take care of you there. And I think that's it. That's just for the Cleveland shows. Cleveland Roxino. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, all, yeah, the shows are either sponsored by Sirius, it looks like, Sirius XM or Live Nation. Also, yeah, good good point. Somebody mentioned this is optional, but there is an Elliott Lewis concert Monday the 21st after the Cleveland shows and a Hollow Notes concert. On the 22nd, after that, those the, the Hollow Notes I know is at the House of Blues in Cleveland, which is nine miles from our hotel. The Roxino is, Cruiser Mail, take nine, a guess how far from our hotel. 9.1? Nine miles, that's correct. <laughs> so you're good either way uh, if you want to stick around. Uh, Veronica did hook us up with the rates if you want to come early or stay a little late. So they are available if you have any problems just hit her up on facebook and we'll go from there so i don't think i don't think we missed anything i hope not but uh it's good to get some good information out of chasm 
That was fun. Yeah. I love the oh. idea that they're actually going to record this, not just – I mean, I, I love the DVD idea, but I like the, the idea of an album, too. Um, you know, have them both, one for your car, one for your home, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, there's there's a a good chance, if they're filming it, that it could be Cleveland because it's two shows. And usually that's the best-case scenario because you can capture both, and by the second one you've got it down pat. It's late in the tour. So that could be pretty fun. We could be a part of history there. Who knows? We'll see. Uh, and then what else? He said the uh, the, the live album. I don't know where that, that – but hopefully they'll, they'll just uh, get the soundboard recording for a bunch of them and just pick the best ones. But who knows? That's kind of exciting, though. It's fair. I wonder who's doing that one. I guess maybe – um, Cleopatra Records, I think, has kind of been involved in this somehow, so maybe that, maybe it's them. Oh, okay. So great news. Hey, Bill, go ahead and call in or press 1 if you're already in our studio. And uh, we'd be more than happy to chat about Mr. Bricker's project. If you haven't seen it yet, uh, he will break it down for you because it's been kind of, I don't know, I'd call it a little bit of teasing, kind of like we do. You kind of get hard, part of the story. You don't get all of it. So we'll find out what the method behind that madness was. Like, Yeah, and it might us. have gotten lost in the shadow of all the excitement the last couple of days. Oh, without with a doubt. Yeah, with us looking for an announcement and then hopefully a ticket sales, you know, go on sale now. But we got it, got it all pretty much at the same time. So, yeah, we need Bill, Bill Bricker. Hello, call in. Press Thank one. You, I don't think he knows to press one. I'm going to text him right now so he can just press one. While we're waiting on Mr. Bricker, why don't we play a little commercial, Cruiser Mail? All righty. I'm trying to see if we have one with Utopia, and we do not. So we're going to have to go with something else. I'm going to go with – I'll go with this one because this gentleman asked a question today about the pyramid, and I mean about Maurice and what it was made of. Here we go. Welcome, this is Tim Dolan of the Midwest Group, welcoming you to the best place for all things Todd, Rundgren Radio. All right, Mr. Bricker's, oh, there he is. Well, I don't know what the delay was, but he has been pressing one. We just weren't seeing it. Mr. Bricker, what's happening? I was pressing, I was pressing the hell out of that one. <laughs> one. One is a lonely number, somebody said in the chat room. Well, hey, you got one project going on like we got. Well, we got more than one project. But you got one project going on, big one, and uh, uh, all we know about it so far, you're going to um, draw fans again, like the Road to Utopia or Utopia's Here poster a few years ago, but that's about it. So we're looking forward to hearing what the full skinny is, and uh, also, more important, what the special deal is for Rungan Radio listeners that you're going to offer tonight. So give it up. All right. Well, first, um, let me um, answer some of the questions I've been hearing and describe the project and see, you know, everybody gets a clear shot of what's going on. Um, and begin with just a little history. When I did this before, I didn't know I was going to do this before. <laughs> um, uh, Ken Sharp was writing an article uh, for Goldmine Magazine about Utopia and wanted me to do an uh, ad uh, 
you know, like I had done before in Rolling Stone, and I was retired. My guns were hang up. I, my um, mantra for that year was, my six words were, we'll never draw Todd Rundgren again. So <laughs> dog after me for like five months. And finally I thought, well, how can I do this and not draw Todd Rundgren? And I had this crazy idea that, well, I wouldn't draw Todd. I would draw like Todd's view of the fans. And it was a very quick turnaround. By the time I, I decided I was going to do it, pull the trigger on it, it was really only two weeks of a deadline. So I, wow. did, I did a really quick mock-up, posted on Rundgren Radio and said, you know, 50 bucks, you get this, 25 bucks, you get that. If we get enough money, I'll do the drawing. And it was funded overnight. I, I was, like, amazed at how quickly people responded and then I doubled it. I made it a two-page ad instead of a one-page ad, again, funded overnight. And then I had 50 people to draw in, like, five days. So I hustled up, and I did this drawing and sent it off, and the magazine came out, full article. Some people were lucky enough to get in there. But then, you know, I was amazed that we were willing to do it because everybody was saying things like, well, Todd's on tour with Ringo, and he has a solo album and a solo tour and a birthday party. Fans don't have money. Nobody will want this. Turned out people did want it. So Todd stock was coming up, you know, for his 65th birthday, and I said, all right, I'll fill in the drawing, you know, um, and started selling kind of seats to a concert in the drawing. And by the time his birthday rolled around, I had 150 people in the drawing, I think, 120, 120. And that poster was made and sent to Todstock. And also, $1,000 that I raised went to the, um, the band of the Kids of the Ninth Ward uh, charity project. So really good tie-in. But still people were wanting me to, to keep drawing. So I kept drawing and adding rows until the Rundgren radio party in September. And by that time, I had 200 people in the drawing <laughs> and turned it into a poster deal, which I had never said there was going to be a poster when I started. I just started drawing, and off it went. So then I you know, sold the poster, and that was just a great um, experience. Um, and flash forward to last year. And, you know, I don't know if anybody's paying attention to this or not, but Todd's been playing music professionally for 50 years now. And, and it was pressing on my mind so hard to do something. And I was like, no, I'm not doing that, you know. And then I had a whole personal issue I had to deal with, my folks. And, and I, I vowed I wasn't going to do that again. So, but the year turned around, my circumstances have changed, and... I decided I was going to give this a uh, shot and do the drawing that I really want to do, which is not just a bunch of fans in a venue, but it's going to look more like an amusement park, I would say. And there will be vignettes within the drawing that are called from specific songs. So, uh, what I, uh, what uh, amusement created three. Yeah, go ahead. An amusement park, kind of like uh, party liquor uh, background for uh, the I, tour. I don't, know, but I, don't, I, I don't know about that, but there, or maybe a carousel. Yeah. There you go. Right. 
so if you take a song, now what I've done is I've made three tiers of entry into the project. There's the basic thing, you're in the drawing somewhere, and that's the lowest entry point. Right now, that price is set at $25. But then there's a priority placement, which is, for instance, if there's a song you might think about, like The Wheel, and you want to be on the Ferris wheel, that's a priority position. It makes yourself easier to find in the drawing, and it also might connect you with a song that you particularly like. You know, which one of Todd's 400 songs is the <laughs> one that you want to be, you know, associated with? Okay. And that's the next price break. That's tier two. So, um, and then the highest price, price break is what I call a premium spot, which, for instance, in the case of the wheel would be the mysterious madman with his hand on the lever who never wants to let him off. Now, um, I'm not totally decided on this. That might be me. I'm not sure if that one's for sale, but, um, but there's the idea with the price breaks. So what, and what will happen is, and by the way, I've got, um, let me get my spreadsheet up here. Uh, there are, as of today, 76 people paid up to be in the draw. Wow, and, good job. Yeah, I mean, just. I mean, this was with no advertising. This is like I've, I've posted a couple things on Run Your Radio page, and boom, there are people jumping all over it. So very good indicator. Um, uh, need a lot more to make it, you know, viable in all kinds of ways. But you have, uh, Do you have an idea how many you need? Well, what's going to happen is there's going to be a physical limit to how many people I can draw in, in, in whatever amount of time I allot myself. Um, and I haven't promised this, but I think I would be remiss if whatever shape the drawing is in when it comes to June when a particular event is going to happen, it would be, it would be a nice opportunity to have something finished enough to uh, present to our hero. Um, and uh, so that's my working you know, got to have something finished by date. Um, but this is all in flux. This is all going to be, I'm going to make it as big as I possibly can for as many fans as want to be in it. And um, what's going to happen now, and here's my, here's my Rundgren radio deal, so everybody can listen to this. I've done it in phases where I set a deadline in January and offered a price break, and then I set a dead deadline in uh, February, which is coming up this Friday, which has another price break. I think the current offering is for $25, you get a $50 spot. So instead of a, you're paying the standard rate, but you're getting a priority placement. And then so it's $25, $50, and $75, if you follow me. You know, yeah. 25 bucks, you're in there somewhere. 50 bucks. You're on the Ferris wheel or the carousel or associate, or maybe you're on the Viking boat, you know, you know, and then the premium spots are, would be like, I'm the one who beats the drum in time. You know, you're newt on the Viking ship. So right now it's 25, 50 and 75 uh, for the premium place. So what I'm going to offer Rundgren radio fans, uh, listeners until this Friday, until the 23rd, because I have a price break I need to meet to run uh, run an announcement in Goldmine Magazine. 
Uh, I'm going to offer the premium place, the $75 place, for $50 until Friday. And all you have nice. to do is you go to – and some people are confused by this. It's very, very simple. It's paypal.me slash Wibworks. That's all you have to type in your browser, and it goes straight to my page, and you type in the amount that you want to contribute. And then in the note, if you put Run Grin Radio in your note, then I know your $50 is really worth $75. Well, you said – repeat again, paypal.what? Paypal.me. Paypal me. Paypal.me. Okay. Stroke. Stroke. Wibworks. You don't have to go to paypal.com you don't, and then look me up and know what my address is. None of it. Paypal.me slash Wibworks, W-I-B-W-O-R-X. And you just land straight on my page, and it'll say, how much do you want to give? Punch the number in, 25, 50, or 75. You put 50 in and write Rundgren Radio in the note, then I'll give you a premium spot. How about that, folks? Well, people, um, we did have a question. Once people do that, where do they send you their photo? Well, the the vast majority of people I am either Facebook friends with or can become Facebook friends with. So if you're on Facebook and you put even five pictures of yourself on your Facebook page, I've got enough of a baseline to work from. But if you're not on Facebook then we're going to have to set up an e- you know, email you me your picture or mail me your picture or whatever it's going to be. Um, but mm-hmm. so far, I think virtually everyone is online. And this is a very social media kind of happening to begin with. I mean, I don't have, I don't have a special website where you look at the drawing. You basically come to my Facebook page, and I'll, there'll be a folder. There's a folder right now. Uh, you just track progress watching my Facebook pages. Once I start drawing, there'll be daily updates almost as to you know where it's at and how people. And the real work of this, besides the drawing, is just going to be sorting out who gets placed where. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just see. Well, I just see that Will you be drawing new pictures if, I, like, Randy. say, if Mel and I participate, which we already have? Um, would yeah. it be the same photo as last time? Or is there going to be something new? It'll probably be a variant. Um, and the other thing that happened since I did this drawing, we did for the Pyramid Show, the Run Good Radio Show in Boston, I did a new drawing for that, for the T-shirt. And I sort of, yeah. I, I, I modified the drawing process just a little bit to make it a lot more uniform. And if you ever study this poster, and people can go online and look, it's not that hard to find. You go to my Facebook page and start digging around my albums, and you'll find, you know, Utopias here or whatever I called it. Um, but it's the, the drawings are all over the place because I was just working as fast as I could. I didn't do any real tone adjustments. Some people are very detailed. Some people are less detailed. But when I did the Rundgren Radio T-shirt, whichever one that was, I don't know what number Boston was, um, I refined the process to a point where, there's a better tone to the painting and people look more um, coordinated with each other. Um, so it'll be more like that. Um, but so and much you, of this has Yeah, go ahead. I was just going to say, I, at least it, with my instance, I know you added a body because before mine didn't have a body. <laughs> it was just a yeah. head. Well, yeah. 
Well, different, different, um, a lot of different processes I use to marry a face with the body. You know, uh, in most cases, all I had was somebody's face to draw from. So mm-hmm. whatever body they're on was created from some other silhouette that I found that, you know, and I understand the physicality of different people that, you know, I didn't put, you know, there's nobody that looks like a lollipop, for instance, you know. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, um, well, well, this sounds like forward. fun, Bill. This is like a proof of concept to me um, that I can do the drawing. I'll have enough time to make it interesting. Well, my goal is to make it interesting for any Todd fan. You don't have to just, you don't have to be in the drawing and find yourself. And I think I want this to be any Todd fan can look at this and start to figure out what the song references are. And I more than likely will set up a contest where whoever finds the most references, you know, I'll come up with some kind of prize for them. Like because a where's such, Waldo type thing. A little bit, a little bit, but it's more like how many times can you find Waldo or, or you know, yeah. because there's going to be, I mean, I would like their fortune, you know, for every premium, for every premium, um, you know, contribution, that's a unique placement. That's a, you know, there's, like mm-hmm. I said, there's only going to be one madman. It's only going to be one Viking that's newt. You know, there's only going to be one um, reference to, for instance, I saw the light. Not quite sure how I'm going to do that one yet, but <laughs> that's going to be what I work out. That's the interactive part that's so cool because, you know, and the, and here's the other, other couple little tiny little uh, incentives. I'm keeping track of who paid when. So Scott Shepard was the first contributor. He's going to get the first choice of which song he wants to be associated with. All right? And once he takes that spot, that's not available anymore. Do you want people, when they they send their PayPal money to you, do you want them to Mm -hmm. put in the notes, you know, that they are part of this Run Run Radio promotion or whatever? And Mm -hmm. what... uh, you know, I want to be on the carousel or, or something like that. I, I don't think, I mean, it's good. I'll take any suggestion. That's great to know what that is. But when it comes to actual placement, that's going to be me contacting everybody that's contributed in the order given. Okay. And then that way, what the choices are. So there's well, that's only fair. That's, that's fine, yeah. I, I mean, I had to figure out a way to do it. My only other way to do it, which I'm still, I don't know if I'll do this or not, but one way to do it is if – you know, several people are really interested in one position. You know, maybe we turn it into an auction. I don't know. But um, I, I think we can work it out uh, based on, you know, what I've got going with people. So um, the other incentive is the price breaks are going to change as time goes on. When I started, $50 was the premium price, and a few people got that. Then in the next next month, that went up to 75 and a month from after the 23rd, the price breaks will change again. So it'll probably go and I'll see how it, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to time it based on how things are flowing and I need to keep a steady stream of income um, just to make this commercially viable for me. I mean, I got to eat. So um, (laughs) um, Mm -hmm. they'll be going up and that's another way to control the flow. Once things start to get full, you know, if you want in, then you're going to have to, like, pay, you know, 
day of show kind of prices. Okay. So I haven't been looking online. I did you know any other any other questions or considerations? Doug, is there what? anything in the uh, in the chat room, Doug? Are you in the chat room there, clears them out? I can't get in the chat room tonight. Uh-oh. Um, yeah, I've, I've been Rodney. Well, I know two people have gotten out already because I got notices that Randy and Grady have bought in. So <laughs> um, There you go. Rodney and Grady, I'm so making a hat. A lot of people here have commented they're already in. And uh, that somebody, Linda Fisher, said how much she liked it last time. So uh, I don't see any questions. Uh, uh, Susie said that you answered her question. So I think that's, you know, people just kind of want to get the gist. I don't think it's, now that we've heard it, I don't think it's super complicated. You know, it's going to be it'll based make, on song. Get good placement. It'll it'll make more sense when I actually do the first first draft. Um, mm-hmm. When I kind of, I've, I've kind of gotten it mapped out in my head and a little bit on paper. Um, but I'm I'm looking forward to the challenge of, you know, of depicting particular songs. Some are very easy to do, but other songs mm-hmm. are more conceptual and it might take a little bit more brain work to figure out what the reference mm-hmm. is. You know, um, uh, Drew wants to know if there's a chance this could end up on shirts. <laughs> it's, 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 it's technical, technologically possible although there are limits depending on how many people are in there. How many people went to the Boston show? Was it like 50? Uh, it's like when we 70. did that one in 2014? The drawing it, for the shirt? Owns about, yeah, that was like, probably yeah. between 50 and 60, I would guess. Okay, so and that printed up very well. you agree? Yes. Yes. All right, so with the numbers so, I have now, yeah, possible, but if it grows – to 200 or 500, um, yeah. <laughs> that might be a little more tricky. All um, right, so let's, let me let's, let me review this because I, I know that you've probably gone over it, but people get wrapped up in chat room and stuff, so we repeat ourselves a fair amount here. But um, so they get in the drawing, and there's different levels, and placement's going to be based on what you pay. But you're going to get a you're going to see this drawing that's going to be blown up into a poster that's most likely going to be presented to Todd. You're gonna we'll take get it more than a poster. More than a poster. It'll be a tapestry. It'll be like, it'll be eight feet tall and ten feet wide, big. Maybe and then the bigger. people that contributed will get a copy of this as well. Right now, I had made an offer where if you were in the original drawing, mm-hmm. then you're gonna get a free poster as well this time. Um, okay. That's my offer right now. So right now okay. the price is to get in the painting, not to buy a poster version of it. That'll come later. Okay. And I'll do but, different. And then it will breaks. be featured in Goldmine magazine. For sure, featured in Goldmine and wherever else I, you know, the the money affords. Um, It'd be uh, like know, Guitar like Player magazine it. or something else, maybe or something. That would be nice. That's a little bit of a reach, um, but we'll see. I mean, it just depends on how many people pay in. Um, it can be quite expensive to advertise. Right now, I mean, Goldmine isn't a, a great, great publication, but it's very affordable, and people can get it easily through the mail. And, mm-hmm. you know, then it's, it's the idea of making it documented because, um, I mean, I don't have any any fantasy of actually getting more exposure for Todd from this. This is more about 
this is for who's in the click. You know, we know it, we want it, we want to see it, we know where to get it. And then, I mean, and then the fans can talk about it. the fans get it becomes a talking point for them. You know. Um, all right. Well, um, my I think we got is fifty years of our hero. And if I do other, if I do other, I don't want to call it merchandise. If there are other um, award uh, incentives, I've mm-hmm. got to, I've got to, I've got to manage that carefully because this is not about merchandising for Todd. This is about the fans celebrating, and I've really got to watch that line. Otherwise, I'll get a call that I don't want to get. If you understand. <laughs> well, speaking of a call, I don't know if this somebody's been waiting this long or if it's if we already talked to him more, but I'm going to see what uh, – three, two, one, right, and we we'll talk to you. Hello? No, I'm here. Hey, it's Randy. All right. Sorry we've been had you on hold for so long. That's all right. At least I get to listen to you. I, I'm I'm the Randy that already <laughs> paid for one of Bill's uh, uh, for, for Bill's piece of art. So uh, or to thank be in you. Bill's piece oh, of thank art. Thank you. Were you in it yeah, before? So, uh, I was not. No. Okay. But I think it's a terrific idea, and uh, I think it's great. And uh, I guess you'll need to name this Rungren Radio slash Home Shopping Network now that it uh, <laughs> able to sell so quickly. <laughs> Yeah, we sell them tonight. Uh, QVC. <laughs> yeah. I, um, I, do. I don't know. That's a great idea, but you're going to have to talk. You're going to have to talk some some good deals with the powers that yeah. be to make <laughs> sure that's kosher. That's kosher. That's funny. Yeah. Um, I did have a, I did have a question. By the way, Kaz is simply the coolest guy on earth, isn't he? He's, he's amazing. Yeah. Um, but uh, what is? And, and I'm sorry if I miss this. And you discussed it. I was stuck on the highway. What what is wrong? Why is Roger not able to take part in the tour? Okay, it's that's a good question. It's, well, I don't know. Maybe so. There's there's several different uh, reasons mainly. So Todd said, which we actually have that. We'll play it before the end of this. Uh, you can go to YouTube and see it. There was an interview. Todd said that Roger wasn't up for the grueling part of touring. So this is uh, I think thirty something shows. So that's one thing. The people talk about that he's got a good job. I think he's retired, so I think that's not it. But okay. we noticed it 10 years ago or so when the, they were doing the AWOT shows. And if you know uh, anything about those, he did not do the second leg. Ralph took his place, and it was because of his, his hands. He has like a uh, some type of arthritis or carpal tunnel syndrome, and he can't play the keyboards or synth for too long. So uh-huh. to go out and do 30 shows two and a half hours a night, no way. Just not physically. Uh, did, so I don't did, think uh, it has did, anything to do with. Is there any mention of him maybe making a special appearance and and just doing vocals on his songs? Well, Chasm kind no, of said uh, that um, that there might be a little wish list that he might step into a show or two and make an appearance, but that's okay. all we've gotten is from Chasm. And that was okay. we were uh, kind of hoping that uh, years ago to do this with Greg Hawks on keys and have Roger there and do some of it and sing, but uh, apparently that's not their agenda. And I, my personal feeling is that I can't see Roger wanting to steal the thunder of Ralph or anybody in, in getting up there, but Chasm said he might do it for a couple shows. I'm sure they're going to hit him up. There's no animosity between the foursome. There's no issues like that. It's just physically – we're pretty confident Roger's not ready for that, and maybe mentally as well because of the grueling part of touring for that long and having That's to play. 
probably pretty terrifying. I, got, I mean, I, he really, we could see you. it. He was in pain in, in Akron. There's no doubt. So um, it's tough. I want to say big thank you to, to you guys because I got your email. I'm in California on business. I got that email. I had no idea any of this was going on. And I already bought my tickets for Atlanta and for St. Pete, and I wouldn't, I wouldn't have known if it hadn't been for you. So I just want to say thank you to both of you guys for doing this. Well, um, thanks for letting us know. That's what we try to do is get the word out. And that was, you know, it was, um, this was unusual. I mean, it, it it came out this morning, and that was, uh, you know, we were prepared for it, but we couldn't say anything. Obviously, we'd said some a little bit here and there, but we couldn't really say anything. It's not our right and our place to do that. Um, and sure. the only reason we were in the loop is because we were trying to get a show. Uh, but thank goodness, you know, we, we caught it, and everybody, I think, was happy and got tickets. Atlanta tickets, I was on there looking. I live down the road. I'll be at that show. There were second-row seats for regular price today after a couple hours. I, got I don't know if you got one. for regular price. Yeah, so it was technically um, that was like third row, I think, because there was two pit rows that were VIP or whatever. But, um that's great, man. That's good to hear. We appreciate you letting hey, us know. Hey, i got to tell you a very please. quick story about something. I'm in San Francisco, and it's a Todd-related story that I had never – I didn't know anything about, and I'm not sure if you guys do either. I went to a club last night called uh, the uh, Mitchell Brothers O'Farrell Theater. Do you know this place? It's been around since never the 60s. Wait, does it have something it's to do a, with those, um, those porno yes. guys? <laughs> yes. Those were the Mitchell Brothers. They did Behind the Green Door and all that. So they've got a poster hanging on the wall. They did all the Marilyn Chambers movies, and there's a poster uh-huh. hanging on the wall, and the tubes were featured in one of the Marilyn Chambers porn movies. Get out. What? It, it, yeah. I, I, now, I, I've subsequently, just, just, of course, for studious purposes, I've ordered that video uh, <laughs> to, to check it out. It's uh, for like, purposes only, yes. Yeah, now you can yeah, run for president. It's on, it's, it's on the poster. It says it clearly says the tubes, and the, the name of the movie was "The Resurrection of Eve," starring Marilyn Chambers, featuring the tubes. I'm like, I had no idea. I was going to tell Cass if I got on the phone in time that maybe that could be Utopia's lasting legacy. Do <laughs> a porn flick. We'll have to ask Barry about that. Yeah, sorry we didn't get you calling if you. Chasm was on, but we we were having trouble because I couldn't even get Bill to uh, – he was pressing one, but we couldn't figure it out. But anyway, uh, appreciate the call. It's good to hear from you, and I'll see you in Atlanta. Yeah. Make sure – All right, thanks, guys. Bye. Hey, man, thank you. Yeah, That's hi, cool. Randy. And thanks again, I, I definitely want to give thanks to Run Radio. You guys uh, have done – I mean, it's been a nice mutual uh, mutual thing for us for all these years, 10 years plus of working all that stuff. You guys have inspired me to – go into fields of creation of images that I hope to, you know, sell my whole life. And uh, um, we're doing such good things. The fan love is so good. Um, and I like to stay in that zone. The last thing I want to say about the project, uh, if someone has already paid in and they want to upgrade to a pre- you know, premium spot, you know, right now the you know, price break is pretty simple if you're in Tier 2. Extra 25 gets you a premium spot, and if you're in the lowest level, an extra 25 gets you in the middle. So I'm going to – and if any questions, I'm so available online, you know, facebook.com mm-hmm. slash webworks. And um, really, really appreciate all the effort that you guys did. I'm bummed you guys didn't get a Utopia show, but, you know, blame Live Nation, I say. That's right. No, we're good. 
Yeah. We're not doing any of that VIP. If it's got VIP, we don't want any part of it. So it worked out in our best and, uh, interest on this one. But really, you know, really it would be cool, of course, to do a Utopia show. But it's not in the, the world. Believe me, we're thrilled that we're having a party and we're going to get to go to two shows. Uh, but hang on a second, Bill. I'm not sure if they got uh, questions about that or about your project. But we do have another call, and uh, sure. after that, no, we'll probably no, play the, the YouTube out. promo. All right, eight one six, you're with us. Hello. Because uh, it was two outside and then two inside. Wait, and both that? of those bulbs are, are, are on. Hello. All right, that was, Chris had his computer on, <laughs> yeah. I guess. All right, well, we only got up 19 minutes, and this promo is uh, 18 minutes. Okay. Uh, so I want to play it. And Well, um, thanks for being on, Bill. Let's all do this, sure, okay, Kathy, guys? We'll talk about it again later and maybe do a preview at the regular radio party. That would be cool. That would be super. Uh, that'd be perfect. Sounds like a we'll be talking some more about this in the tour and the party and everything. This is the YouTube promo. You can go find it there if you want. Put in Todd Runger's Utopia 2018. But just for in case you don't get on there or want to sit here and listen to it and chat, here it goes. This is uh, you'll hear him talk and there'll be a silence for a minute and then it starts getting into a whole promo with music and stuff. And then they talk and talk and talk. All right, here we go. That's it. Thanks for listening to Runger Radio. We hope you got uh, good information and you got the tickets you wanted and everything went well for you today. And we'll talk to you again soon. Peace out. Good night. Bye-bye. Calling all utopians. This is Todd Rundgren. Captain Sultan. Willie Wilcox. Ralph Shuckett. We're coming to your town. Don't miss us. It's spring. Live Nation. about in, in a kind of organic way actually we didn't realize that it was utopia at the point where we were all like playing I think my birthday in Central Park right. and essential and the core of the band essentially was that band just put together for that gig it was the same group of people who had been working on the records they were working on my records on a Wizard of True Star and and uh, some of the records that came after that. So it was sort of organic, you know, we were all working together already. I was feeling like in my solo work, I was not playing as much guitar and I'd spent so much trouble trying to learn how that I figured I needed a context where I would play guitar more and, and sing and songwrite a little bit less. That was the original inception and that was that kind of worked out for everybody because we were all fascinated with uh, with prog rock and fusion and Mahavishnu Orchestra and all that other stuff, and it gave us all a chance to go crazy and you know work on our chops and and stuff like that. So it was a great time to do a lot of musical experimentation. We eventually evolved into something that was a little bit more of a pop band, and that that gave us a different sort of appeal because we came of age when video was starting to happen. So we did a, had a video studio available to us and we would do a lot of videos and that more characterized us as, we, as the band moved into the 80s. And we got a more of a pop sensibility and started writing about more conventional things. So that I think uh, explains maybe the breadth of the audience. 
when uh, I first met Kaz and when he first came to play with us, he had you know, pr pretty much no musical resume at all. Couldn't point to a whole lot of stuff that he had done. And he had some obvious proclivities, but, uh, but it was not limited by that. And I had very high expectations of him and let him know about them at the time and the fact that he, despite whatever discouragement he might have felt, you know, overcame that and became what to most people now is the bass player of this band. Willie, it's funny, was, uh, I first met Willie when we were working on War Babies, the uh, Hall and Oates record. I had made the assumption, and maybe um, they had made the assumption, that after the record was finished, he was going to go, go out and play it with them. But it ha so happened at the same time that, um, uh, that Kevin Elman, the original drummer, decided that he was going to go work in the family business and not be a touring musician anymore. And Willie said, that's a gig I'd like to have, you know, because playing with Hall & Oates is an interesting gig. They don't, you know, people don't remember that they played a lot of different kind of music, you know. And War Babies was a very, like, kind of more similar to Utopia. Style. Yeah, it was sort of moving, in, you know, Daryl wanted to absorb some other influences. He was very influenced by David Bowie and stuff at the time and uh, and other kind of, like, not necessarily mainstream influences like you would hear in the latter records. So, you know, all of this is going on at the same time in the studio, and I've been working with, with Willie every day, and, you know, and I realize. Also, John Siegler, who was the bass player at that time, and yeah. I were pretty tight in terms of we liked our playing as a rhythm section and stuff, and so he so, seemed keen about it. Yeah, and so it seemed almost like, a, you know, a transition that, you sort of blinked and then suddenly Willie was the new, the new drummer in the band. It wasn't like there had to be any audition or introductions or anything like that. So in that sense, I was already aware of, you know, uh, at least part of his capacities as a, as a drummer. There were things that he wanted to do that Hall & Oates did not necessarily afford him the opportunity to, to do. So, And at the time, we didn't realize that Willie was also a budding songwriter because he just never had the opportunity to exercise it. Yeah, with Hall and Oates, I wasn't. Yeah, he wasn't writing any, contributing anything to Hall and Oates records. So, I think it, you know we discovered that he actually has um, an ear for a tune, as well. You know, which was a great asset to the band. <laughs> now, Ralph, Ralph had a lot of history by the time you know he came. Uh, uh, at first to actually work on my record, to work on uh, Wizard, on a wizard, yeah, first. making, he's on, sometimes I don't know how to feel and stuff like that, playing little parts in the background. And uh, all of those guys, most all of those guys in the original Utopia band were songwriters or, you know, writers of some degree. Kevin Elman didn't really write anything, but, I mean, you were writing songs, Moogie was writing songs, John Siegler was writing, he wasn't writing all the lead songs, you know, but he was writing music and stuff. So it was a, 
it was really kind of like you know mutual admiration society in that sense because we had all achieved a certain level you know in terms of being songwriters and developing our own names as musicians. just kind of come into the studio and everyone would toss their ideas in there or sometimes we would bring ideas, demo ideas or something like that which were a little bit more fully realized. And so we never had actually one official way of writing songs. It could be any combination of the guys. But we decided early on that it was it'd be much easier for us in the long run if we credited all the writing to the whole band because it simplified the publish the distribution of the publishing. We had something that almost no other musicians had at the time. We had our own studio and we had no clock or anything like that and this characterized a lot of the way the music came out and the methodology that we used for the entire life of the band which was you know not to necessarily guys come in with finished songs but you know, we get together in the studio and use the studio as a as a tool to to hash the stuff out. So that was built in from the very beginning, and it characterized the band because not a lot of other bands had the ability to just spend as much time as they wanted in the studio goofing around. Some of it was trying to stay relevant without kind of doing what most everybody else would do. Like um, arena rock started to become a formula and all the records would sound, it would take a certain form and they'd all sound the same way. And if you were willing to do that, you could be really successful, but then you would have the lifespan of an arena rock band, whatever that happens to be. And so we always were trying to find different ways to to differentiate ourselves. So like for instance, an album like Adventures in Utopia, we imagined that we had our own television show uh, called Adventures in Utopia and we were writing the soundtrack to the TV show. And quite fortunately for us, we had access to a video studio so we could make videos that kind of fleshed that whole thing out a little bit. Um, and we would bring video on stage very early on and to do special video production just for our stage shows. All of it a way to kind of differentiate ourselves without going the obvious route, you know, up like smoke bombs and... Oh, we we don't, we don't mind a smoke bomb or two, but, you know... We had already done that anyway. Yeah, we did that already, you know. <laughs> you had a motorcycle... A motorcycle drum set. Yeah, a motorcycle drum set that made me nauseous when it spun around. <laughs> Which was the most amazing thing, playing a drum solo while you're... Spinning around. While you're spinning yeah, the roadies around. would have a great time with that by speeding up the motor so that I, the centrifugal force was so... I had to hold on and play with one hand. <laughs> <laughs> Things go flying off in the air. Oh, between that and having the sound guy put um, sound effects on the drum so that when you play, you don't even know what it's going to sound like. There's always issues. You know, the band 
we kind of came to the end of what was really the logical. We, you know, we arrived at a, a more or less logical conclusion, at which point the band was no longer satisfying things for certain people in the band. Um, it got harder and harder, you know, to come up with the resources to make the records and to go on the tours and stuff like that. And it almost forced everybody in the band to start looking elsewhere for other things to do. It became something of a burden because everyone was depending on it too much financially, and that created a lot of, a lot of pressure to try and be commercial, whatever that is, you know. And the band was never, that was never our purpose. It was never our purpose to just copy what everybody else was doing. And once we got forced into that corner, um, I think everyone realized it was time to go take care of personal business. And we didn't know at the time how long that uh, time period that would be, you know, for everyone to kind of get their own um, house in order. Why? Why? <laughs> well, I, I don't know. I mean, I think that uh, for for a, a, a large number of our, our fans, we, we played a, a part of the soundtrack of their lives. You know, they grew up listening to us. They grew up going to the shows. Um, uh, other than um, five dates in, uh, in Japan and one show in California in 1992, we haven't played a concert together since 1986, I think, was the last show that we did as a band, uh, or last proper tour that we did. Um, so I think that a lot of people are just, you know, they, they, they grew up listening to us. They spent a, a majority of their youth around us listening to our records, buying our records, coming to our shows, and I think that like any band that you, that you do that with, you'd like to see them back together again at some point. It just kind of blows my mind at this point, to be honest. <laughs> to be honest, that wasn't something that I thought was going to happen. Um, most of my memories through Utopia, you know, are from the past, and so, you know, Todd and Cass have been continuing to tour. Uh, I haven't been touring, you know, recently for actually for a while. So for me, it's just uh, it's probably just as exciting as it is for the the fans. It's great. It's uh you know, it, it's a big part of what my life was for a, a very long time. So it, it, the, the biggest juxtaposition for me is really, you know, in the past I identified myself with being a, a you know, a, a musician and an artist in a full-time capacity. And uh, for about the last, you know, well, 15 years, I've been in the music business. I've still been very active doing, um, you know, television uh, spots and, uh, working as a staff writer for TV. I'm now the senior audio director of a gigantic slot machine corporation. Uh, it's a very, very different headspace. So for me, it's actually very refreshing to get back into, you know, this kind of, for, for me, it's a soulful creative mode. It's more in touch with what I had originally had endeavored to do when I was a kid, what I wanted to become, and really a bigger part of who I am. So it's really getting back to something that I love and also getting back to, you know, playing with the guys that I enjoyed and had a big part of my life with. Hey, 
I've actually played with Ralph more recently than I played with Roger. Coincidentally, uh, all about our, you know, some of our previous records and stuff. Uh, the last time I played with Roger, that was the uh, Wizard of True Star recreation that we did and toured for a couple of weeks. And that was when Roger discovered that it isn't like riding a bicycle. You know, you can't stop touring for a long time and then suddenly start doing it again without, you know, kind of getting into a different kind of condition. And he realized that just time had taken the taken its toll uh, for him, and he didn't want to tour anymore. You know, he didn't want to have to, um, you know, get that energy up night after night after night after night. You know, and uh, and essentially go back to having no control over your own time anymore. That sort of thing for as long as you're on the road. That's so what we're gonna do <laughs> <laughs> night after night after night. Yeah. The ringers. Yeah. <laughs> so. Uh, when we finally, you know, faced the fact, you know, that Roger was uh, was not going to be able to rejoin the band, and you know, there were there was talk about, you know, who else could do it, and of course, the most obvious answer was right there the whole time. Well, within the time constraints, we are going to attempt to uh, to cover most all of the uh, significant moments that people would uh, complain about if we didn't. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, we have a list of songs. It's not the official set list yet, but a list of songs that we're pretty confident people would like to hear or expect to hear. And now we've got to kind of knead that into shape so that's actually a show. Like I, like I mentioned, this is a pretty broad palette that we're dealing with, and so we're trying to um, break the show up logically. You know, give everyone that sort of grand feeling of the original Utopia days, and then some of the more sort of tight, hard rocking sometimes, and ballad singing sometimes. Um, unit of the, of the latter day, so it, there in the actual life of the band there wasn't an actual dividing line, we never like broke up and reformed, but you could say musically there was a transition in there which happened probably around raw when we were still pretty prog rock and then right after that record we started being more concise and more songwriting. Careful what you wish for. Uh, <laughs> I think we're go we're going to have a good time. I think we're going to have a good time. I think uh, that you should rest up before you come to the show because we're all not as young as we used to be. And like I say, it's going to we're going to try and cover as much of it as we can. So. You want to make sure that you're well rested before the show in order to get through it with us. Um, 
You got any uh, old leftover, you know, mescaline or something like that? You know, you've been waiting for the time to take it. This might be the time to do it, you know. Uh, and otherwise, yeah, we're coming out on the road in the spring, so don't miss us. See you soon. Everybody, this is Todd Rundgren, and you're listening to RundgrenRadio.com. You are the creme de la creme, my friend. Well, thank you so much for your support.